10 ought to do it. Do you think? You think we need more? You think we need more? All right, we'll get one more. Oh, <laughs> uh, what is this from? It's going to kill me because I know what. Uh... Oh, okay. I know it. I know it. it's Ocean's Eleven. Yes. Okay. Oh. It's like Brad Pitt. As soon as I got. <laughs> is it Brad Pitt or is it George Clooney? George Clooney it's says George it. Clooney. Brad yeah. Pitt's just like yeah. has his arms on the bar stool and just listening. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good quote there. <laughs> Well done. All right. Well, welcome to the Utterly Useless Podcast, the only podcast broadcasting live to the multiverse. <laughs> to my left, a man that loves to snack while talking to people, a master of disguise, except Ted Nugent called. He wants his shirt back. The Rusty Ryan of the podcast, Brett. All right. I'll take that. Across from me is a man who always has an ace up his sleeve. A man crazy enough to rob three casinos and approve the use of a pinch. The Danny Ocean of the bar. Jeremy. (laughs) I'll take that. I don't know who's better or who's worse out of Brad Pitt and George Clooney's characters. (laughs) They're both great. Who are you then? Uh, (laughs) Look, we go way back. I owe owe you from that thing (laughs) with the guy in the place, and I'll never forget it. The Ruben Tishkoff of the pod, (laughs) Timmy. (laughs) I'll never forget that. <laughs> yep. uh, I love that scene. That uh, Ocean's Eleven. I don't. I, has anybody seen the original? Like original. I, I've. It's always been on the periphery of. Eventually, I'm going to watch it. I know it's always appeared on the Amazon Prime free watch every now and then. And then whenever I go over it, I'm like, but I want to watch the newer one. Yeah, I'm just curious how good that one was. And then you know with, and then how what how similar are the stories? Obviously, because they're they're going to be different. They will be. See, to me, the the beauty of Ocean's Eleven is I love the whole the the way that they did the storytelling with the visuals, where you know you have like Brad Pitt's character doing the narration, and then you know something just slides in this way. Matt Damon is doing something else. Then you slide in something else. Bernie Mac is doing mm-hmm. something. And I just, I love the narration and, yes. and how they show the story being told. That was a very well executed. Not only that, so, you, you know, you're doing all those different frames mm-hmm. of showing things, how things are done, but they just reveal enough for you, the viewer, not to know how it was done. Yeah. And yeah. Usually that bothers me in the movie, but this one does didn't. It it's it was just the flow was so great. Yes, it was. I just don't. I there's not a greater movie in this that's done something like this in my eyes. So, so, well, hey. let's move on to our merit badges. All right, merit badges. What do we got? Well, this week for my merit badge, um, I got the. Uh, did I just say that merit badge? Oh, I just said that. I got that last week. So, I mean, this could also be referred to as did that just happen, merit badge as well. This happened at work. And um, I, when when I'm working, I tend to get caught up in the moment. You know, we're, we're serve, we serve, you know, roughly between 1,000 and 2,000 kids. And <clears throat> when something happens, sometimes I, it, it catches me off guard. And so we were serving breakfast and we, at the at the end of our serving station, we have um, condiments. So like, 
um, like toppings for for breakfast items like uh, salsa, sour cream, like for for eggs and stuff. Mm-hmm. And we had a bowl um, of cheese, shredded cheese. And a kid looks me dead in the eyes, looks at the bowl, looks at me again, and says, "What's that?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Cheese." <laughs> he's like, "Oh." Like he's like he's looking at it for the very first time in his life. <laughs> and I'm like, did that just happen? Did, did I just say that? That's funny. <laughs> that's that's amazing. What you may have said this and I didn't hear it. To, did, was it just a regular like sharp cheddar? Regular, regular medium cheddar cheese. Me, like, medium. I mean, the yellow, just the yellow cheese. That's so, funny because that's like a kid's favorite food. Yeah. For some reason. Just out of curiosity, did this like come out of the refrigerator freezer shortly because i know from lunch line experience that sometimes when it comes out slightly chilled it has a waxy unrealistic look to it this this came out of the fridge and it was still cold okay and i was like what what just happened <laughs> i mean it, it 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 there was nothing i mean the lighting was just fine mm-hmm. i was trying to figure it out he, the kid looked like he was 12 13 years old I'm like, did, what? what's that? What's what's that? <laughs> Excuse me, Mister. What was this? What's this yellow stuff here? <laughs> These yellow flakes. Yeah, that's funny because I feel like my kids always just eat cheese plain. The next thing you know, I'll be asked. They'll be asked, "What's what's this white stuff?" That's salt. <laughs> <laughs> I have to ask this. So, you guys serve buffet style, right? Yeah. How how is it? kept cold i know some places put ice around it and some places like condiments yeah so sometimes uh we will put things in a pan that have ice in it other times like we have special designed bowls that we can put into the freezer and it's kind of like a uh it, it keeps it's like a thick bowl that has like water inside of it uh-huh. and so it freezes the water inside to keep it cold for gotcha. a certain period of time that's mm-hmm. cool and you don't, I imagine you're not a fancy restaurant, so you don't have all that uh, greenery no. <laughs> around the sides. Nope. Like, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yep. Nope. I don't even know why places do that. It's all for sure. Don't, don't you feel special? Like when you're at a buffet <laughs> and you're just like, oh, this could have just been on a plain table, but there's greenery around it. Exactly. That's why they charged <laughs> is, me $17 instead of 11 They bought this just for me to look at, so and it'll die. <laughs> That's right. That's saddest, how we get you. Saddest life ever. That's how we get you. <laughs> All right, I'll go next. So my my um, merit badge is the nerd out merit badge. So I watched for the first time the Super Mario movie last night with my family, and I nerded out pretty hard on oh. all the all the Easter eggs there. I was like, oh, like I remember at the very beginning when he was in. Um, in like the pizza parlor or something like that. And behind him was a, a picture of that, that white guy with the boxing glove up. Mm-hmm. I don't remember mm-hmm. the movie. Is it Punch-Out? Yeah, Mike yeah. Tyson's Punch-Out. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, look who it is. And I just kept seeing other things. I kept, I was watching almost the background more than I was the foreground. Nerding out like a Chippendale Rescue Ranger movie? <laughs> oh, I think that Chippendale Rescue Ranger movie was more of a nerd out than yeah. this. Yeah. This just took me back to all those other m- games. And not only that, like, oh, I know why they're, you know, like, 
I know who they're going to see now. They're going to go see Donkey Kong. I'm like, who's Cranky Kong? <laughs> <laughs> then sure enough, he comes and, you know, those fun things. Um, but yeah, I, I, I enjoyed the movie, but I definitely enjoy Rescue Rangers way more. That's just a great movie. And then I will say, I will say, Brett, you do have a point with, I don't think Chris Pratt might have been the best voice mm-hmm. for Mario. I think that was them just grabbing somebody who's famous. I would agree with that. Well, um, and I, the the main reason, other reason, so I recently watched it and my rationale for that is like generally I will tell you I'm getting sick of Seth Rogen in you know, everything <laughs> everything but I didn't realize for like it took me a long long time to recognize oh he's Donkey Kong when he does trademark laugh yes <laughs> then I re- then you know that's the- when my that's when Sydney <laughs> my wife was like, oh, that's Seth Rogen. Yeah, but I was just like, I, I'm digging, I'm digging this Donkey Kong. Yeah. Like, and then suddenly that happened. I'm like, okay, now I, yeah, it's 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 fine, it's fine. There was two other names I didn't pick up until I saw in the credits was Fred Armisen was uh, Cranky Kong, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then there was who was the other person? Oh, Keegan or yeah, Keegan Michael Key. Uh huh. As as Toad. Toad, yeah. I didn't yep. get that, that blew at my all. That blew my mind. I want to go back and listen to the voice now because I'm like, I did not hear that at all. I want to see the behind the scenes of him talking like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh. And then my wife was like, and she brought up a good point. She was like, oh, I figured out why they called him Toad. And I'm like, I don't think I've ever thought about why they call him Toad. It's for a toadstool. I don't know if you guys thought about that. Or maybe... No, I just I just saw you know used to have him with a, a toadstool or a mushroom hat. I'm like, yeah. okay, sure, why not? Yep. His name is Toad. Yep, that's what I went with too. <laughs> yeah, my kids are still obsessed with that movie. They watch it so much. Mm. Yeah, I, I'm I'm waiting that movie out for Black Friday for that to be like you know ten bucks or something like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, that'll be one for yep. ten bucks this this year. Yeah. And then hey, we got uh, Amazon Prime Day coming out in July for some reason this year. I don't know. They they always do that, but generally it's crap. I thought they had they did June last year, didn't they? Oh, did they do June? I can't remember. But all I, all I know is it's always the stuff that it they, is they can't sell. It is so annoying. Mm-hmm. It is Amazon is becoming Walmart. It is like the stuff that's cheap or whatever that you're like ah, I don't know if I and their fees are going up. Yeah. Mm. All right. Well, I guess I should get to my merit badge. And so I'm going to give you, first off, the image of my merit badge because the image hit me before I realized my merit badge. So for those of you that have seen Not Another Teen Movie, (laughs) the merit badge looks like the cover or the poster to Not Another Teen Movie. I thought you were going to say Chris Evans in uh, (laughs) whipped cream. No. So various poses and stuff like that. One of them will say, I'm a homeless. The other one says, I pray in public and stuff like that. My merit badge is not another bad date experience. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so uh, I, I met this one girl on this app, and we've been talking with each other for probably about a month or so. And everything I feel as though is going good. We met in person. Everything's fine. Then, you know, she starts asking, hey, I would like to, 
you know, get to know you a little bit more. I haven't been to your house. You know, take a couple pictures. So I take a couple pictures, and then she messages back and says, um, I think we have a problem. Um, <laughs> and I'm like, and so I, she goes, it's, you know, something that I saw in a couple of your pictures. And I'm like, looking, what is it? Like, I, I don't have anything wrong like, you know, I'm looking at my movie cabinet. I'm like, okay, well, maybe she's not a fan of some like rated R movies or something like that. What could it be? And she just goes, yeah, I have a, de- a couple of deal breakers. And one of the deal breakers is gum. <laughs> oh my gosh, she's serious. And she, I go, she goes, she goes, don't, I don't like to be make fun of, but gum gets me to the point to near hysteria. And so I immediately realize it's not the yeah. chomping of the gum. She is petrified of the gum being flung into her hair somehow. <laughs> That's just the most <laughs> random thing to be worried about. If you're not like four, yeah. it's not going to happen. And so then she starts asking. And so she basically kind of breaks up with me right there. <laughs> And then, or ends it, because we weren't like, you know, seriously seeing each other. And then she messages back and she starts asking, so just out of curiosity, maybe we could make this work. Can you give up gum? Because she she saw, she took and she zoomed in on multiple pictures where there's packs of gum. Because that's how much, I, I will tell you, here's my gum addiction. My gum addiction is generally, I, to, when I remove one stick of gum, I replace it immediately with another. (laughs) That's why there's... So, yes, there is a addiction with my gum. And so when I explained that to her, she goes, okay, I guess it just won't work out then. Wow. (laughs) So my one recommendation is if you can mildly tolerate me on this podcast and you're single and a woman... Well, let, let, let's uh, <laughs> let's give this a try. <laughs> if you like gum, <laughs> wow that that woman's life is gonna be like I I'm not the biggest gum chewer, but still I'd be like, that's you don't want me to ever chew gum again or have gum in the house. That's... Well, and and some, so I'm sitting there thinking about it. So I I have probably about at any given time nine packs in my car. In my classroom, I probably have about nine also. In my house, I probably have two boxes of gum. Like, it, it is a thing. And so I'm sitting there thinking of all these places. Like, so if this relationship worked, could I, like, you know, go out to my car and just kind of <laughs> and then just chew, just chew. chew a pack? <laughs> you said you'd quit, honey. You said you'd quit. I tried. It's just hard. I just do it in the car. <laughs> you spray yourself when you come in for some dumb reason. I'd spray myself with cigarette smoke. Is that, is that mint? <laughs> do I smell menthol cigarettes on you? Yes. yes. You were chewing again, weren't you? <laughs> no, it's, it's, I, I've picked up smoking, I swear. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's uh, just ridiculous. Spin the wheel. All right, we have spin the wheel where we have 10 categories of questions. We're going to ask each other questions depending on what the wheel decides for us. And first up here is Criddle. And you got Lick Off. All right, well, this one is going to be a little different. Um, This one is a Lick Off and Consume edition. Ooh. And it's not that disgusting. Okay. Okay, so... 
We're going to do licking off and consuming a half sheet cake of frosting. Oh, I see where you're going down here. So, so half a sheet cake. Remind me, how big is like a sheet cake? Well, it it depends on like so sheet, but sometimes, often, especially if it's because I know you guys met each (laughs) other originally in Texas. A Texas sheet cake is essentially. Like eleven by seventeen. Yeah, okay. So, so a standard a standard sheet that you would put in your oven here, like gotcha. At home. Okay, not not a, a a large gotcha. Like twenty eight by seventeen. We're talking like the smaller version. Do I get to choose the frosting? Or you is... could choose the frosting. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Still. So wait, it's just the frosting, not the cake. Not the cake. Okay. Just the frosting. Okay. This this makes it actually but, more doable. But you have to lick all the frosting off the cake. And consume it. Ooh. Oh, I thought it was half. A half. Yeah. Well, well, half of the sheet cake. Like yeah. The, it, uh, but you have to lick it all off. Of you, have lick half. off you have to lick off the whole. This side's completely clean. Cake. This side is still perfect with <laughs> like frosting. The half <laughs> sheet cake is the actual whole cake itself. Oh, okay. Gotcha. You have to lick off all the frosting. All right. Oh. I'm going to start off with 50,000 just because. <laughs> and the only reason why I'm starting that high is I know it's going to get whittled down, but you know what? I will be. I'll be fine initially, but I will just be like hating myself for at least a day, day and a half mm-hmm. or so. Remember that? Did you ever try that dreamsicle uh, frosting? No. Oh, that stuff's pretty good. Um, it's a Duncan Hines. I'm going to go with, I'll go, I'll knock it down to 20. 20,000? 20, yep. All right. I swear, 20 bucks? Wow. <laughs> yeah. 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 Let's go to just, the store right now. Let's go right now. Let's do it. 20,000. <laughs> Let's see. I will go five. Five thousand? Yeah. Okay. I'll go two thousand. Two thousand. I will go one thousand. Nine hundred? Uh seven fifty. Six hundred. Five hundred. Four hundred. Three fifty. Uh go to two twenty five. Mm. Two hundred. One ninety. One seventy five. One sixty. All right, you can do it. It's it, I I one sixty is not enough for the self hatred that I'll have for about two days. <laughs> <laughs> I feel good about one sixty. I would do this comfortably for one sixty. I was trying to keep the number a little bit higher so I could get more money. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I, I'm down with this, especially if I get to choose it. I'll be be like go, scrolling. My wife cooks, bakes cakes all the time. I'd be like, okay, which one should I do? Which one do I? she knows? Unfortunately, I'm in one of those marriages where, like, honey, what do I like? Because <laughs> she knows. So, out of curiosity, what frosting would you choose? Ah, uh, I'd probably. Uh, there's a cookie place near us that does a pretty good like coconut kind of frosting. Oh. Yeah, that's oh, what I'm talking about. Okay, that'd be a million dollars for me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it, I also want it to be that, like, the airy kind of frosting. Whipped. Okay, the, yeah, whipped, the whipped, whipped yeah. buttermilk. Yeah. Okay. Either that or the Duncan Hines Dreamsicle is pretty good, too. I could probably do it with, like, the, the frosting that's in the middle of a uh, Krispy Kreme donut. Yeah. Oh, frosting. Yeah. Very airy. Yeah, the, the, the filled, yeah. The cream, it's it's the almost like filled. a... It's a mixture between like whipped cream because it's very creamy, but it's also frosting. Uh huh. 
And every single time I've had it, it's been kind of cold. So that's why I say whipped cream. Mm. Yeah. It's it's pretty I've never had it's it. very airy. Hmm. Yeah. I'd definitely try and get as much air in there as possible. Yeah. All right, Brett, you're up next. And looks like you're getting Desert Island. All right. So if you were stuck on a desert island forever with an unbreakable floating TV that follows you around. It just, it just floats. Uh-huh. It's just floating, following you around. There's Ooh, no uh, escape. So what would you rather have it play forever on eternity? <laughs> Disney slash Nickelodeon kid TV shows, you know, and, and I'm talking the over the top acting oh, Disney, not cartoons. Nope. You're talking about the like the over all that kind uh-huh, of stuff, the over the top, and like Hannah Montana. Uh huh. Oh gosh. Or so, would you rather have that on an unbreakable TV floating around, following you for as long as you're on this desert island, which is forever, or watching those? over-the-top high school, college, you know, uh, comedy, prank, I guess, American Pie-ish type of humor forever. Oh, so just like National Lampoon's kind of... Yes. The, the, like the 2000s-ish like yes. National Lampoon-style uh-huh. movies. Mm-hmm. Would not another teen movie be in there? Um, I guess it would be on... You know, it would eventually pop up, Yeah. I'd rather watch those. But how fun would it be to like grab a, a big old stick and hit this TV just for fun? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's unbreakable. So, exactly. yeah. That would, oh, man. Um, yeah, I can endure the, uh, the over the top Disney Nickelodeon shows. Yeah. That, that would be torture. Yeah. I'm going to go with the, uh, the same. The- Curious. Uh huh. You didn't mention anything about the volume. Can I turn the volume down? I mean, it's going to... I I guess I should say it's on normal volume until about the time you're going to sleep and then it kind of... You know, it's it's respectful. It's still playing, okay. but okay. It, it's 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 mindful of your sleep. But I have no control over no, it. No, you do not. Okay. Yep, going with my, the, uh, the ladder of the choices. Yeah, led the ladder too. Okay, I'm up here and I got... Could you fight it? Okay. A group of three clowns with their big old shoes and their big old outfits mm-hmm. that they have in a bounce house. Everybody's armed with wiffle bats. Does any of the clowns sound like Tim Curry? No. They sound more like, you know, that drunkard almost. <laughs> okay. Like Krusty the Clown. Okay. Ooh, this sounds fun. <laughs> <laughs> Could you fight them, those three clowns? Yes, I think I could. <laughs> and I, I think, but the, I think the hardest part I would have with it is if I like hit them in the face and like their like their nose squeaked. I think I'd find that too funny. <laughs> and they'd do it again and again. Exactly. <laughs> the cops have to pull you away. You're like, but it was so fun. <laughs> it was. So fun. <laughs> it's like whack them all. Yeah. Uh, that, uh, there might be some enjoyment out of this. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Hit them in the flower on the side and it squirts water at you. <laughs> Hit them in other places and it squeaks too. You're like, what? <laughs> You're like, I'm really into this. <laughs> Bring it on. Could you use the shoes somehow to your advantage? Um, I mean, I, I guess I could. I, I, You know, I think what... Y- the strategy would to do is 
first hit the first clown in the head and then you kind of slow your bounce down and de-shoe them so as any of the other two clowns are approaching you you chuck the shoes at them to keep them at a moderate distance I think you'd want to keep the shoes on though cuz then they'd be more likely to fall or stumble and all that stuff. Oh, that stuff. is true. Okay. And then you could step on the shoes and then they'd fall twist or ankles. Either <laughs> that or be remember the, those like little punching bags where oh, you yeah. punch it and it would fly down and hit the ground uh-huh. and then pop back up. You could just step on the shoes and then just hit them at the clown, he'd fall down. The bounce house would bounce him back up, you'd hit him again. I think ironically some of those were clown <laughs> of those punching things. Yes, they were. At least I think the one that we had when I at least when I was a kid. <laughs> so Critter, where did you land on this one? Oh, oh I'd go to town on those clowns. <laughs> oh yeah. Would uh, you be saying anything about I'm not gonna be floating? <laughs> I I would I would say the happy Gilmore phrase. You're gonna die, clown. You're gonna die, clown. <laughs> oh, interesting thing. I I, I saw this on uh the my uh, Google brought this up. Interesting fact: there is a high school golfer who has now his last name is Gilmore, and I guess his parents decided to name him Happy because now there is a legit golfer named Happy Gilmore. Name Happy Gilmore. That's wow, ama- that's amazing. That is, and I can't believe you name your kid Happy. <laughs> we need him on the show, and also that <laughs> yeah. he would gravitate <laughs> towards golfing. Towards golfing, I I just. I think there's just so much about, you know, telling a child or something like, I don't know, like like him being called Happy Gilmore. And there's like, oh, Happy Gilmore is a golfer. And so he probably watched the movies and he got into it. And he's like, I should do this. This is my destiny. I don't know. I feel like. <laughs> do you think he's got a golf club that's shaped like a hockey stick? That's the part I, I don't think he probably went down. I don't think he probably went down the hockey avenue. I mean, j- just imagine. So because. It's such an, especially as you two are parents or whatever and naming kids. Like I remember one of my students, when I first started teaching, went up to me and said, hey, Miss Rooms, hey, guess what? I am named after, and I'm like, I don't know. And I was like, your dad, your uncle, your grandpa? No, I'm named after the fictional character, Ethan Hunt from Mission Impossible. And I'm like, that's, I don't know if I would, like, I, I feel as though you can get a, like, I like that name, but yeah. to be named mm-hmm. directly after a fictional character, I'm like, and then I heard another kid that I had, his name was Maximus, and he was obviously named. After General Maximus? Exactly, and I'm sitting there thinking, <laughs> so... Maximus, Meridius, are, are, Decimus, whatever. Are, are you going to be uh, in a, uh, some sort of arena <laughs> in the near future? Are you going to be fighting? Are you going to be fighting? Uh, be careful who you marry. You, you're going to see, essentially, eventually in the... Um, in recess, there's going to be a circle, and then he's going to be in the middle fighting whoever. Exactly. <laughs> what, did, what does Maximus say? When he like eggs him on, is this all you have? Or I forget what he says. Yeah, he's gonna be doing that. <laughs> I don't know. It, it's it. It's interesting. Like I, I, I don't know if if I got the idea for a name, I'm like, hey, I like that name. But I mean, like, you're named after not a real person. <laughs> interesting. Well, my son is kind of quasi. Like I like the name, 
but it's a benefit that it's also one of my favorite characters in a movie in yeah. a show. It's named Dean, and I like Dean Winchester in Supernatural. So it's just a nice coincidence. Yes. <laughs> All right. Um, we left off with that was me, right? We're yes. on Criddle right now. Okay, Criddle, you got Would You Rather? Well, would you rather pick your nose and wipe it on a spouse or friend every time you need to blow your nose? Or always have to tell three strangers you have to go to the bathroom all the time. So sorry, it was wipe my booger on my spouse. <laughs> yep. What there was was there three in this? What was the middle one? Or uh, it was that, or um, you have to tell three strangers you have okay. to go to the bathroom. So I, I I need further clarification on strangers because I'm bad with names, and so. If if I don't remember people's names, can I consider them strangers? Yes. <laughs> okay, I'll do. The, I'll do. Tell three pe- strangers I have to go to the bathroom. How do I do this if I'm home all the time? How do I tell strangers? <laughs> Just text r- random. <laughs> <laughs> Just put in random phone numbers in my phone. I have to go to the bathroom. I have to go to the bathroom. I'm going to never mind. I'm going to do it as a well, group chat. And do, do you know what would be so funny about that is some of these people would be like. Oh man, I got my my phone number got spammed again. I I'm not clicking on this. <laughs> Apparently, someone has to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I would rather choose that. If I can text random strangers to tell them I have to go to the bathroom, I'd rather do that. I gotta take a toozy, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, and I, I think it'd be fun because he, here's my strategy. So I would I would do, totally do that because every so often, like for teaching purposes. They will have you, they'll give you like a a free like couple days thing. And they're like, hey, if you want the full version, like you have to pay for it. But if you want the semi-full version, you have to send five, uh, you need to reference five people's emails who are also teachers and we'll give you the, the, the semi-pro version. Not the pro version that costs a lot of money, but the semi-pro version. And so I always go with that. Because I've been teaching long enough where I know all the teachers who have legitimate emails who are no longer teaching. And so I always send those emails That's as, funny. as my you know friends I'm referring. Uh-huh. That's awesome. <laughs> and so what I would be doing is I would be doing te- texting that. They'd probably block me. But you know what? I'm still texting three strangers. Yep, that's true. Could you imagine if you're at a baseball game and you're just sitting next to a bunch <laughs> of strangers and you stand up and go, I have to go poop. I have to go poop. I gotta go poop. You're <laughs> off. Could I just turn around and say it to like the masses behind me, and that counts as all three? Yeah, I, I, I think I would just sure. be like, I, I would just, I, I would incorporate that into like a com- an overly loud conversation. If I was at a baseball game, I'd just be like, I'd be, I would actually. Tap you on the shoulder, but be like just a little bit louder. I have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> Can you come with me? <laughs> like, oh, I guess that guy's got to go. <laughs> That'd be fun to run away every single time too. Like I have to go to the bathroom and then run. <laughs> and then everybody would kind of be like, okay, I get it. But then when you have to go again later in the game, I have to go to the bathroom. Man, that guy cannot hold it's it. It's a great way to stop a conversation you don't yeah. want to have. Oh, uh-huh. yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> There's talking and talking. I have to go to the bathroom. Okay. <laughs> can, can I have holdovers? Like, Can, can I like ask it and then like, use it later? 
<laughs> like a, an extra life. Oh, you're saying you tell four people this time, and yeah. next time you only have to tell two people. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, no. Oh. <laughs> oh, man. That's funny. All right. And next up is Brett with how much? All right. So how much? This is almost kind of a, a lick off kind of sort of, but not really. It is still how much. So you are at a grocery store. And how much would it be for when you hear clean up on aisle something something? (laughs) (laughs) You have to go from one side of the the spill all the way to the other side and just, you know, lick one continuous. So that includes the ground, unfortunately. Uh Uh-huh. Ugh. Ugh. And I don't have to do it one time, right? Correct. Okay. It's not like a day's job or something. No. Nope. Um, but it has to be in the central part. So uh-huh. you are licking the longest part of mm-hmm. the rate, not the radius, the not the circumference either. Diameter? Diam- no, diameter would be around. Oh, maybe know. it's the radius. Yeah. Except uh, radius is only halfway through. Yeah. So the whole. I thought radius, diameter, diameter radius is the squared. Whole. Okay. So diameter. Yeah. And circumference is the round. Yeah, circumference is the round. Yeah, sorry. Um, I would do this for a... Like, my bottom dollar on this would be... Because you don't know what you're going to get. No, either. you don't. It, it, you're just waiting. You, you know... You, do it, they do that still? No. Like, I, I've been... I, I have not heard... Because of technology, like I swear, all of the the people at grocery stores now like have like some sort of like earbud type of a thing where they're mm-hmm. just like. But we're we're just gonna go back in the day where it's clean up on aisle so and so. Okay, because like in my in my work that we have walkie talkies. Okay. So, and just to make sure, if it's not edible, I don't have to lick it, right? Like if they drop like clean I'm, up on aisle. Yeah, like I don't know. So it could be dry cereal. Could or be dry cereal. Could be a, bo- a bottle of But if of it was like a box sauce. of like de- laundry detergent that falls, I don't have to lick it, right? Clean up on aisle. Yes. Oh <laughs> well, because a huge gamble. That is a huge gamble. I'm. I have to look out for my health now. Because <laughs> if you were just saying it has, as long as it's edible, nope. Well, let's think about this for a second, uh, because where do most of the spills actually happen in a store? Most of them happen in like canned goods. I feel like canned goods, bottles, uh, glasses, glasses, yep. and I would Ooh, say produce too. Glass. If glass falls, we're gonna have to lick through that glass gauntlet. Yeah, glass gauntlet. That's a. That's a. Ooh, I'd like that. That's a um, a band name right there. Yeah. Um. I'm going to go with, I feel like 100000 just because Brett won't budge from his non-edibles. <laughs> be at a grocery store. It could be anything. Perfume. Do I get to pick the grocery store? Oh, perfume. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, you get to pick the grocery store, but I mean, you're going to, you're essentially, what you're doing is, like the the tennis ball like retrievers, uh. you're just sitting on the sidelines waiting for the <laughs> clean up on aisle seven, please. Clean up on aisle seven. <laughs> and then here comes Criddles are running, but it could also be in a Walmart or something where you know you're like, oh, clean up in the uh, dog food men's aisle. clothes uh, section or 
<laughs> dog food. Dog food. Men's club. <laughs> well, like, then you there's, gotta lick there's a shirts. whole bunch of shirts on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> we need I'll, a, I'll lick some shirts. We need a mop to clean the <laughs> shirts up. <laughs> or it's like the gardening department, a thing of dirt just breaks. Well, yeah, it's organic. Right? <laughs> yeah. I would, you know what? I would love for you to, <laughs> because again, you're sitting there like the tennis ball retriever. You're sprinting, and then the the reaction on people's faces, as you're, you know, if there's like five shirts on the ground, you're just. Uh. <laughs> well, either way, regardless of the spill of it, I'm a the, hero. It would be hilarious to see just someone come running in, lick a straight line, and then run away. (laughs) Or run immediately to the bathroom. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I feel like one cleanup would lead to another. (laughs) I need backup. Follow me to the bathroom, please. (laughs) Call poison control. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Running towards a building of bleach. Oh, shoot. (laughs) That's a huge gamble. Um, I'll go. You know, I'll just I'll match a hundred thousand. Yeah, if it's food, that's a huge win. Mm-hmm. If it's non-food, <laughs> ah, crap. <laughs> I almost feel like I'd pay someone off just just knock this off really quick. So what I would do? This is my strategy. If it was non-food item, I would just run with my tongue out like a dog afterwards, <laughs> and just run and just sit there and just. Put it underneath the the sink, <laughs> under the faucet, and just sit there for like an hour. I just so after you lick, you do the Homer scream and run to a uh, drinking fountain. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Just <laughs> panting like a dog with your tongue out. <laughs> All right, <laughs> I'll wrap this up. And looks like I'm getting what. What would you have done? Okay. So in a world, if you had the ability to make clones of yourself to achieve an ultimate magic show in Vegas but had to eliminate them after every show would you what would you do it no that would that would be the saddest thing ever just the prestige all yeah the, yep because the prestige I, I I I my heart goes out for all of the non but you could be the most famous magician in all the world yes but I would have to live with that mm-hmm and I don't think I could. Actually, I know I couldn't. <laughs> I'm just killing myself. <laughs> what would yourself think? <laughs> but you would have, like, what is it? With the prestige, he saw, like, the horror on his duplicate's face. Mm-hmm. And that would be, like, burned in my mind. <laughs> I don't want to take this morbid. I could take it really morbid, but I don't. I'm going to do it anyway. Uh, just as the magic show finishes, there's a people shredder. <laughs> you know, He's dead, see. Jim. <laughs> um, oh, it would be it would be tough. Like, even if it is just yourself. But like, where would you would you get in trouble? Nope, nobody would know except for you because you have a perfect, flawless plan. Okay, so second question, because maybe mm. I. So is it? Would it be a human clone, or is this kind? Could it be like some sort of like vegetable clone where it's kind <laughs> of like 
or it's, it's, it's just drooling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It doesn't have feelings. <laughs> no. Oh. It's sentient. It's it's aware. It is you. Nope. I couldn't do it. <laughs> I, I it would it would end like the secondary ending to Scott Pilgrim versus the world where we would do the and uh, we'd do one act together and then we'd be like, I can't kill you. Come on, let's be friends. <laughs> I feel like I would just get exhausted after a little while. <laughs> <laughs> so much murdering every night after every show. <laughs> oh, we're going to have a double show tonight. No. <laughs> uh, I'm tired of burning these bodies. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I can do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. All right. Whistle me this. All right, it's time for the game of Quizzle Me This, where we're going to ask questions. and bet- I'm going to ask questions. To Brett and Criddle, and we're going to ask a total... Well, they have to get eight questions right to win. Yeah. And they're going to be movie-based questions. And so I am going to randomly select, because I don't want anybody to have the edge on this, of which movie, which questions they're going to get, because sometimes they're really easy and sometimes they're really hard. Wow. I can't believe I shuffled and I still got that card. All right, Brett. I'm sorry, Criddle. <laughs> Well, I'm going to do Krill first, because he's to my left. What film stars Audrey Hepburn and brothers Humphrey Bogart and William Holden? And Brett can steal. Wait, can you repeat the question? What film stars Audrey Hepburn and brothers, it says brothers in quotation marks, Humphrey Bogart and William Holden? I imagine they're brothers in the movie. Um, I don't know. I don't know who William Holden is. I'm not a big Audrey Hepburn fan. Um, Charade. Nope. Ooh, this is a tough one. Because um, I can't, I cannot see Audrey Hepburn and Humphrey Bogart in my head in any movie. I'm going to say The Treasure of the Sierra Madre. I'm just going to guess. Nope. Oh. It is called Sabrina. No, oh, I've never seen that movie. All right, Brett. This is a polarizing question, and that is super difficult. Who plays Mrs. Doubtfire in Mrs. Doubtfire? Ooh, that would be one Robin Williams. That is correct. Hello. All right, Criddle. You get a new question for that same category, which I don't understand what the category is. (laughs) Okay, Buster Keaton stars in what highly acclaimed silent comedy? Oh, (laughs) <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just the luck of the draw. Oh, man. What is that? Buster Keaton silent comedy? Mm-hmm. Mm. Let's see. Let's see. What could um, I'm trying to think? This is, this is uh, not a good category for me. Um... Uh, we're going to go with, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. Can't even think of a fake title name. All right, Brett. I have no clue. It's called The General. Okay. All right, Brett. Once again, super difficult question. All right. What DC comic film features Billy Batson, a teenage boy who can transform <laughs> into an adult superhero? Man. It, it, if oh, 
<laughs> I, how can I answer this question? It's not like this is like my secondary favorite character of all time. Shazam! <laughs> Uh-oh. He turned into Shazam. Hey, how's it going, guys? <laughs> what happens if, if an adult says Shazam? Do they turn into a different adult or do they stay the same? No, they stay the same because Mary Marvel, uh, his older sister, just is the same person except now she's just super Mary Marvel. Gotcha. Okay. All right, Cradle. Boo. All right. I believe in you here. Matt Dillon does CPR on a dog that attacks Ben Stiller in what movie? Something about Mary? That is correct. Yes. Yay. All right, Brett. Who plays William Shakespeare in Shakespeare in Love? Uh, no clue. I never wanted to watch that movie. All right, Cradle. You're going to... You gonna try and steal this sucker? Shakespeare in love. Yeah, in love. I unfortunately did watch this movie. Isn't it Gwyneth Paltrow the yeah. love interest? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see why this movie was ever great, but I did watch it as a teenager. So <laughs> it's got to be some. So it's from the nineties. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's got to be somebody big from the nineties. Is my guess. I'll give you a hint. I don't know who this guy is. Oh, that's that's great. <laughs> you know the funny thing is, is if you would have asked who directed Shakespeare in Love, like Tim probably would get it right. <laughs> like, oh yeah, that's so and so. I'm gonna look this guy up because he, I he might. did Jaws. <laughs> Jaws four. Let's see. I I <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm gonna. For time's sake, I'm going to move on. All right. His name is Joseph Fiennes. Oh, Joseph Fiennes? Fiennes, whatever. Something like that. I don't recognize. Yeah, that... I'm looking you, through his IMDb. If you gave me 100 guesses, I would not have once guessed that guy. Yeah, I mean, there's movies I have heard of, but not of these movies. Enemy of the Gates is the first movie that comes that I see in here that I really enjoy. What's his most recent movie, just out of curiosity? That's a good question. It's called The Mother. All right. Then The Witch Farm, The Hands Made Tale. So he was on that show for 36 episodes. So I guess if you're a fan of that show, you probably know who he is. He is, just for the, our listeners, he is Fred Waterford, whoever that is. And oh, he was on the, Fred Waterford. <laughs> of course. Ah. And he was on American Horror Story. Oh. All right. So that question was to Brett. No, that was to Tim. No, that was, oh, that was to you. He just tried to oh, steal that, it. Oh, sorry. Yeah, <clears throat> that's right. That's right. Okay. All right, Criddle. I gave you. So you got something about Mary. Okay. Mm-hmm. Released in 2020. What is the third installment in the Bad Boys franchise called? Bad Boys for Life. That is correct. Wow. <laughs> Way to pull that sucker out. All right, Brett. Which is weird because <clears throat> they're coming out with another one. Are they really? Yes. Isn't this one? Is Will Smith gonna smack? Uh, <laughs> yeah. What's his face? They turned Fresh Rock is just in there just to get smacked. I mean, it is it is Martin Martin Lawrence. Lawrence. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Brett. You get a yes or no question. Yeah, you can't tell. <laughs> yep. I could still get it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> the answer is, he, I, I guess he, no. He goes with maybe. I also <laughs> guess no. Maybe. <laughs> 
All right. Does Adrian Brody's character survive the Holocaust in the movie The Pianist? Oh. This is one movie I actually did enjoy in my youth, and I want to watch it again. Interesting. See if it still holds up. Adrian Brody. That was that was a movie that made him want to, or made Hollywood want to put him in everything for mm-hmm. a while. Yep. I'm going to say yes. That is correct. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> All right, Cradle. What Benedict Cumberbatch film has the tagline, Behind Every Code is an Enigma? Oh. Um... I've seen this movie. Oh, what is this? I know. The title does escape you. I have had this on my Netflix list for years. It's probably no longer on Netflix. It's the it's the it's the World War Two. That is correct. Movie. Um I'm gonna set a timer here to keep things moving. Okay. Uh let's see. It's the uh who else is in it? Who directed it? <laughs> <laughs> Whose mom is in it? Stifler's mom. Oh, okay. Okay. We're going to do 20 seconds. Okay. That's On fine. the clock. Um, it's the something code. Um, we have five, four. Oh, my goodness. Two, one. All right. Uh, yeah. It's, Oops, I didn't want to sound. I know what it is, but I don't know what it is. Yeah, I have no clue. It's called the imitation game. All right, <laughs> all right. And Brett got the last one right, so you get the question of what film starring Florence Pugh follows a group of friends traveling to Sweden and falling into clutches of into the clutches of a pagan cult. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's oh, see. I like how they say Florence Pugh, like I should recognize exactly. them. Exactly. Um, Euro trip. <laughs> <laughs> that is incorrect. Oh, okay. Flor- okay, so can you tell me the question one more time? Yeah. What film starring Florence Pugh follows a group of friends traveling to Sweden and falling into the clutches of a pagan cult? This feels like a horror movie. Um, uh, I don't ho- know. Hostel? That is incorrect. Uh, I thought about hostile, but that wasn't a cult. That was just messed. <laughs> just a guy. Just yeah. messed up. <laughs> so it's called Midsommar. Oh, that's the second time I've heard that movie in a week. I think the last time was on this podcast. Yeah. Too. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. Midsommar. Florence Pugh. I don't recognize her off the bat, but let's see what she's in. Florence Pugh. Yeah, she's in the Black Widow movie. Oh, is that her? Like the sister? The sister. Okay. Oh, she's Goldilocks in Puss in Boots. Yep. Yelena Belova in Black Widow. Okay. <clears throat> All right, Cradle. You got you didn't get that one. So you get the question of who does F. Murray Abraham play in Amadeus? <laughs> <laughs> uh Joseph? That is incorrect. Dang. Brett, do you want to give it a try? Mozart? I don't know. So Salary, something like that. salary. I don't know. The best thing that ever came up of Amadeus is the joke <laughs> of a Simpsons musical <laughs> of <laughs> Amadeus. Amadeus. <laughs> Doctor Zaius. <laughs> okay, Brett. We left. What creatures are the focus of the f- the Howling films? Werewolf. Love that movie franchise. That is correct. All right, Cradle, 
And we have here, who directed Dances with Wolves? Kevin Costner. That is correct. Wow. We're All right, Brett, you're on your way up now. <laughs> all right. <Back> up. <clears throat> Music. What, what composer orchestrated Psycho, Vertigo, and Cape Fear? What? What composer? Yes. I never heard of this person, and I do enjoy my composers. So. Um, Alfred Hitchcock. Oh, I was going to give the answer, but do you want to give a guess? <laughs> Johan? <laughs> Johan. That is cr- No. <laughs> Bernard Herrmann. Mm. All right, Criddle, you have here. Which one did I? Oh, yeah, I gave you the. Uh, I just got Kevin uh, Okay. All right. Who is Iron Man's wife? Is it pepper, salt, or spice? Scary. <laughs> <laughs> Peppa. Peppa. Peppa Pig? <laughs> that is correct. All right, Brett. In what 1990s film does Haley Joel Osment say, I see dead people? Oh, the Sixth Sense. That is correct. <laughs> All right, Criddle, you are also moving your way back up. And your question is, in The Shining, what is the name of Danny's psychic powers? Danny's psychic powers? Yeah. What is the name? Yeah, what's the name of the powers? The Shining? That is correct. Okay. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say the Shinnin. <laughs> I almost said the Shinnin. <laughs> I would have also accepted the Shinnin <laughs> and said, shh, do you want to get sued? <laughs> um, the Shinnin. Okay, Brett. Who is, who, whose life is portrayed in Rocket Man? Elton John. That is correct. Or Fred Randall. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to need a year. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And Criddle, who plays the professor in My Fair Lady? Uh My Fair Lady. So an an oldie. An oldie? Um Humphrey Bogart. That isn't correct. Brett? No clue. Rex Harrison. Okay. All right, Brett. <clears throat> what film sees the recruitment of Gary Eggsy? Oh. Unwin into a secret spy organization. Okay. This is so weird. Like the, the name has just escaped me. And I just added <laughs> the the prequel to my HBO Max account last night. I oh <laughs> <laughs> it is a story originally written by Mark Millar in comic books. I do know that. Samuel Jackson was the villain in the first movie i'm trying to i know there's a timer and i'm getting i'm trying to coax my brain into remembering this story what the heck is the story's name oh i could tell you who directed it okay i can't come up with a name the kingsman oh more specifically Kingsman Secret Service? That is correct. <laughs> we have a steal, our first steal of the day. So when you get to that question, we're going to skip it. Okay. Um, where did I put your question? I had it here for a second. Okay. Okay, true or false, Criddle? Hitchcock won three Oscars for Best Director. True or false? Yeah. For three? Three Oscars for Best Director. Yes, that's true. That is incorrect. He has won none. Dang. Dang. 
I was going to say, I don't remember him get, ever getting an award. Uh, okay. Yeah, it says none in parentheses, so I assume as much. All right, Brad. What movie sees Anthony Hopkins play... Oh, wait a minute. That's the wrong question. Sorry. Okay. What movie does... What movie sees Leonardo DiCaprio fight for the survival after being mauled by a bear? Oh. Cocaine that, bear. That is... <laughs> that's what... What is cocaine bear? <laughs> Isn't it the descent... Descendant? Um, I bought this movie on... <laughs> oh, I know. I bought this movie on... Um, I think I know. On a Black Friday sale, and I've never watched it. I, I know exactly... I can see the... Co- oh, the, the Remnant. Is that your final answer? Yeah, something like that, yeah. It's wrong. Judges... Okay. I was going to say The Revenant. That is correct. Because you said Remnant, right? I can't remember what I said. I thought you said, did he say Remnant? I don't know. He can have it. If 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 you say if you say he said Revenant, I'll take it, but I thought I you pro- said I probably didn't say it. Okay. We're just going to throw that one out. Okay. Another, another question. All right. Criddle, another question for you. Who plays the gladiator Maximus in oh. Gladiator. Russell Crowe. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is correct. <laughs> All right, Brett. Um, where must Frodo go to destroy the One Ring? <laughs> Mount Doom. I don't know. That is correct. Oh, good. You guys are both on the last question. <laughs> and But Criddle's up now. Oh, and this, let me just make sure it's as fair as fair can be. Let's see. Okay. Yep. Who, who was obsessed in, of, with Jell-O in the 1980s? I think this is, uh, this is the decider right here. Tom Hanks stars opposite what actress in Sleepless in Seattle? Meg Ryan. That is correct. What a comeback, Criddle. <laughs> what a comeback. That steal that you got for, uh, what's it called? I can't remember. The Kingsman? The Kingsman. That really saved you, Brett. I'm cool. sorry. Yeah. Uh, uh, kicking myself because, yeah, I literally just was like, oh, yeah, hey, look. I haven't seen that one yet. Because <laughs> they just came out with the one called The Kingsman. Yes. Yeah. It's like a prequel. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to do today for our draft a recast of the TV show from the 90s, Home Improvement. But the catch is with cartoon characters. We're going to be drafting a cast for Tim, the Tool Man Taylor, Jill Taylor, Al Borlin, and the friendly neighbor, Wilson. And Criddle's got the first one. Okay, well, the first name that came to my mind for recasting Tim Allen's character with a cartoon is Homer Simpson. Mm. Homer. Dope. That's a good one. Although his building skills will suffer. Well. Well, I guess that, that's <laughs> on par, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like the episode in the, in the Simpsons where he's trying to build the barbecue grill. <laughs> yes, and it turns into art. <laughs> it turns into art. And then, yeah. <laughs> that's the one he runs at it with, like, with the, the umbrella. Yeah. And then just poof. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. All right, Brett, you're up next. 
All right. So I, I have no fear of any of mine being stolen. And I will tell you, I did mine, my cast, which is something I would like to see, but also for comedic purposes also. So I'm going to go with my Al and my Al Borland is Yogi Bear. Hey, Yogi. Hey, hey, hey. I don't think so, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so, Tim. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I'm going to go take a picnic basket. All right. Well, I get to go here. And I think I'm only worried about my Jill. So Ooh. I'm going to go with Jill. I don't think anybody's going to take it. But as soon as this draft was, you know, put in paper and that we we're going to do this, I immediately thought Jill would be best as Leela. No! <laughs> yes. <laughs> See, I told you. I told, I knew it, that mm. it was very necessary to go after Jill first. Mm. Um, and also, I'm not worried about Tim. I'm a little worried about Wilson, but I'd rather just get this out of the way because Criddle still has his owl. I'm. Eh, you're not gonna pick him. Never mind. I'm not gonna go. No, you're not gonna pick him. I'm gonna go with Wilson then, and I am going to pick. Oof. And nobody's gonna pick that either, man. Okay, I'm not worried about anybody. I'm else. worried about my Wilson. You're not gonna pick this one, <clears throat> and I don't think you guys have seen the show. But I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna pick for Wilson Grunkle Stan from, um, what's it called? Oh, why is it spacing me right now? From Gravity Falls. Okay. Okay. He's a, he's a hilarious guy. Um, very paranoid about things, but yes, I would love him as Wilson. Okay. And and that's me. So Brett's up. All right, so I'm going to go with my my Wilson. Okay. And my Wilson is Kronk from the ne- Emperor's New <laughs> <laughs> Hey, <laughs> this poison? <laughs> you know, Tim. <laughs> That's funny. That would be a good one. And he's got the height, though. Like, you oh, yeah. probably see more than just his nose. Yeah, which would make it even funnier. Yeah. He'd have a lot of pet squirrels. <laughs> <laughs> and then just think of the avi- advice he's giving. You know, because Wilson always gave advice to Tim. Mm-hmm. Wise advice. <laughs> you know, when I was <laughs> traveling with Yzma, I learned that. <laughs> All right. And so Criddle is up. Okay. We're going to go with my Wilson. Kim. And I'm casting Rakifi. Rakifi. Why do I not know that name? Is that Rakifi is the Is that the monkey? Monkey from oh, okay. The Lion King. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought so. I was like, is it Rafiki? Rafiki? I don't know. I don't even know how to spell it, but Raf- that's Raf- what I'm going Rakeef- with. Whatever. All right. So he <laughs> seems pretty wise. He's always singing the back something. He's very wise. The the youngest Taylor boy comes over and he paints something on his forehead it would have to be jonathan taylor thomas yeah oh that's true it should be just jonathan taylor thomas there you go there's that connection it's all coming together all right and then for my al i'm gonna keep things interesting and go with rick sanchez Ooh, rick nice (laughs) (laughs) rick as al as al that's funny (laughs) 
hey there, hey there, Tim. <laughs> hey, you're you're doing it all wrong. I don't think so, Tim. <laughs> I, don't, uh, I don't think so, Tim. <laughs> Which is funny because my my backup, since it's me, to Jill is Beth Smith. <laughs> that would be a good one. That would be. That would be a good. I mean, it's no Leela, but I mean. No. But it is a. I feel like a wholesome pick. Yeah. Especially because in that universe, you'll probably get more of what she wants. <laughs> Well, I'm going to continue the theme, <laughs> and I'm going for my Al Borland as being Jerry. <laughs> nice. Because, <laughs> I don't know, nothing seems like, you know, being pushed over like Jerry. <laughs> but the thing is, is I don't think he's going to have, like, quite the, I don't think so, Tim, as, <clears throat> as Rick Sanchez especially. <laughs> no. He'll just be like, uh, uh, Tim, I don't, I don't know how to tell you this, but, uh, I don't think so. <laughs> All right. My last one is Tim, the Toolman Taylor. This one was the hardest one for me. And I think I'm going to go with Mr. Incredible. Okay. I actually had Bob Parr as my second choice for Tim. Oh, well, that's good to know. Cause I thought it was just like a wholesome guy, but he's not perfect. So, and, it fits right in. Yeah. So I did uh, adjustments because uh, I I felt as though mine was foolproof until Leela got stolen. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm making my adjustments to Tim, and that is going to be Fry. Fry. Yeah, uh-huh. definitely thought about it. I, okay. I thought it was funny, and I just want to stop and say, like, so in these TV shows, I just felt like the dads are very all buffoonish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, so that's why I had to reach out to the movies. I'm like, Tim is not the, he's a, a buffoon of some sort, but not like Homer or, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> or not like um, Peter Griffin. Yeah. So that's why I went from Mr. Incredible. Sorry, your Tim was Fry. My Tim was Fry because, again, I, I, I need the whole Fry making mistakes, Yogi Bear going, I don't think so, Tim. And then Kronk just being like, uh, yeah, so I don't think that's kind of a good idea. You know, I'd probably watch yours because I like Fry as this because... You know Fry. Because <laughs> Fry is just a moron, like an absolute moron and just does his own thing. I like that. All right, Criddle, who are you picking for your Jill? My Jill actually is going on par with some of your guys' and that's Helen Barr. Mrs. Mrs. Incredible. Oh, Oh, okay. Okay. That's a good one, too. All right. So we have Criddle with his Tim, the Toolman Taylor, is Homer. Dope. And Wilson is, so I want to do it in order. So Tim is going to be Homer. Al's going to be Rick Sanchez. So that's (laughs) going to be an interesting duo right there. (laughs) Okay. Well, I'm going to say Tim is murdered by the end of episode one. <laughs> but, you know, do a different reality, he gets a different Homer. <laughs> uh, and then I don't think Al's going to be like, he's going to like being like second, you know, casted there yeah. on the billing. So and then Wilson is Rafiki and Jill is Helen Parr, Mrs. Incredible. Uh, Brett's uh, Tim is Fry mm-hmm. and his Al is Yogi Bear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. And then Wilson is Kronk, which uh-huh. will be interesting. 
And Jill's best man. I don't think I like yours. Yogi Bear will be an interesting touch. <laughs> That's the one that just kind of throws a little bit off. Uh-huh. And then me, my Tim is Mr. Incredible. And my Al is Jerry. Jerry. Uh, now my, <laughs> my, 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 it just seems dumb now. <laughs> See, I have, I have remorse. <laughs> you have yeah. drafter's remorse. <laughs> drafter's remorse. Because Mr. Incredible will be, yeah, that was dumb. I mean, again, <laughs> my, my rationale for Yogi Bear is just the whole line. I don't think so, Tim. If I could redraft, I think I would go for a better Tim. Because uh, I went too serious. And if you look at my Tims, I'm going to stop for a second. These are my Tims that I had on here. Uh, so I had Woody mm-hmm. as there. Woody. You think I would go for Buzz, but no. Okay. I went with Woody uh, from Toy Story. I went with, I had Flynn Rider from uh, Tangled, and Mr. Incredible. I had Fred Flintstone on there. And then I had Stan Smith from American Dad, which in hindsight probably would have been the better pick just to make this more comical since it is a cartoon, but I just went serious. So anyways, Tim, Mr. Incredible, Al, Jerry, Wilson, Grunkle Stan, and Jill's Leela Wilson, or Leela, not Leela Wilson, Leela. Leela. I don't know her last name. Yeah, I, I vote Brett wins on this one. Yay! I had honorable mentions for Tim, uh, SpongeBob, <laughs> Mario, and Mike Wazowski. Mike Wazowski! For Al, actually, was going to do a gender swap and do Edna Mode. <laughs> Edna Mode. Uh, I'm trying to think of her <laughs> saying, I don't think so, Tim. I don't think so, Tim. That would be funny if it was um, the... Number one, I think it is on uh, Monsters Incorporated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Always watching. Always I don't watching. think so, Tim. Um, and then for Wilson, I had Master Ogwai and Professor Charles Xavier. Interesting. That's for Al. For Wilson. Wilson. Okay. I think like now, just kind of like taking a step back and thinking about it, you could lit- literally cast, and this would be a good TV show especially since Futurama is coming back, but recast everybody from Futurama as as mm-hmm. everything. So you have Fry, obviously, as Tim. You could either... The, you could have Professor Farnsworth as Al. Or no, actually, sorry, Bender as Al. Yeah, Bender then, as Al would be great. And then I think for comedic purposes, um, Wilson would be Dr. Zoidberg. It's funny because I have Dr. Zoysberg on my Wilson. <laughs> and I also have Zach Brannigan. Yeah. Oh, Zach Brannigan as uh, that, that <laughs> advice. Zach Brannigan would also have to have a cohabitation relationship with Kiff. I think they, they would have to both <laughs> yes, be there. Yes. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> Dupe. Oh. So Zap Grandigan is giving him <laughs> advice. And so then he just like walks over to Kiff and Kiff's like, oh, and think about it. So, you know how Tim's brother occasionally visits? Mm-hmm. Um, his his clone. Is oh, it yeah. Professor? No, it's Professor um, Farnsworth's clone. Yes. That's his AKA brother. Yeah. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think we can completely recast this with nothing but. Uh, that I mean, so we also kind of leaned into um, Rick and Morty. Yeah. So who had the best 
casted like Homer or not Homer, uh, Tim out of all of this? I'm kind of, I'm not a sold on, let's see. So you have Homer. Might be Fry, too I think Fry. I think Fry. Fry might be the right one. I think Fry is my favorite. Mr. Incredible. I have pick, Drafter's Remorse and Tim as Homer. I mean, I I see it. It Mine, was definitely my first thought. Mine's probably too goofy. Yeah. Well, Fry is also very goofy. I just, I guess I can't see Homer as this character. I don't know why. Yeah. There's just a block. I think Fry, Fry, Fry fits it, I think, a little more. Yeah. All right. Well, that's cool. And also, let's see, other remor- other ones on here. I have as Al Borland as Krusty the Crab. Mm. And I have as, I wrote down Terry. <laughs> I don't know who that is. <laughs> and then, of course, Jill, I have as Marge and then Lois Griffin. Mm. So I don't know who Terry is. Jeez. I think you'd think I'd remember who mm. that is. Anyway. Terry. Now it's on to our recommendations. <laughs> Okay. Well, I'll go first with my recommendation. Um, I would recommend drinking lots of water. That's <laughs> what I've been doing. I've been off caffeine for about a month, refilling the void with water, cold water. But do you, I think I've asked you this before. You drink soda occasionally, though. Not occasionally. Yeah, but it's just caffeine free, and so it's not as fun. <laughs> it's not as fun. It doesn't see, taste as good. See, I a couple of years ago, my sister went up and approached me one time and she was like, Hey, Brett, I challenge you to a duel. Almost. <laughs> Basically, I challenge you to go on a sugar free like diet, like no candy, no nothing. And I was like, Ooh. And what what is the reward? And or she asked what the reward is. It's like there's no reward. It's the reward is I win and you will lose. That's that was a reward for me. So now and so then she wanted to make it harder because I was easily able to just turn off like no candy and sugary stuff. And so mm-hmm. she goes, okay, well, no, um, how about no caffeine or uh soda? And so I was like, ooh, again, the the reward for me is I win you lose. That's all I needed. And it was about that time that we took our grandpa into the old folks' home. And he kept on like saying, oh, hey, you know, they're giving us free this here, here, here. And I was just like, no, no, no. And my sister's like chowing down on a cookie. And I'm like, I win. And she goes, what? I stopped doing that like two months ago. Like, what? <laughs> why, what, what are, and I'm like, oh, okay. But then I was like, okay, I'm going to keep on doing it because I actually liked how things were going. But because he kept on offering me stuff, I was like, okay, I'll take one. And it was basically like the whole Simpsons Barney thing where it was just like, it begins. <laughs> Put it in my veins. <laughs> I don't understand. That was not alcoholic wine. As as uh, as a platform to um tell my 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 thoughts and my what I'm working on. I am trying. You wouldn't know it, but I am trying to quit Mountain Dew, <laughs> and I just can't. <laughs> I tried to replace it with something. Like this week, I bought this like um, uh, I, this other Gatorade, not this one I have in front of me, but this other Gatorade. It's called Fit, uh-huh. and it's stevia is the sugar, uh-huh. so it's very low in calories. It's I think the whole drink is only about ten calories. I want to say, 
And it's all made of very natural stuff. And it's all obviously like things you understand in the ingredients label. And I'm just like, nope, not going to quit it for this. <laughs> I got to find something because I just, I need, I am a drinker by, <laughs> by like definition. I drink like my calories. I drink everything. I drink way more than I eat. So I need to find something that can, you know, lift my arm up and put it in my mouth all the time. Or I need to do gum, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> Lots of gum. Because if I do gum, I probably won't drink because dr- drinks and gums don't it, mix. Yeah, I'm a They're big not. drinker. And so that's the first three days is a massive headache from quitting caffeine. But after that, it gets a little better. I just use Excedrin because there's caffeine in there. I just kind of do what Brett mm-hmm. was describing, just slowly yeah. make the pill smaller. When I do it, I just quit cold turkey and oh. then... It's, Those it's, headaches are excruciating. They're bad. Like, they're really bad. But after, once you get over that hump, it's so much easier. <sighs> I wish. <laughs> anyway. All right. I'll recommend next. My recommend is, I don't know if I recommended a comic book before. I don't know. But this is the first time I am really, really, really into the Ultimate X-Men series. Ooh. How's that going? It's going really good. Like I started reading it and it's like everything I kind of wanted from the X-Men. I mean, we haven't gotten to the Dark Phoenix even close to it at that point. It's actually at the formation, like it's an origin story and it's not an origin story of like all the X-Men that any of us are familiar with, mm-hmm. like the origin of Beast, the origin of like Beast and how he turned blue, especially too, is like that's different from the movies. Um they don't really get into Professor X's, but Professor X, it's weird to see him in like plaid shirts occasionally. And like, that's not normal. <laughs> um, and then the origin, kind of the origins of the storm, like where every, the band's getting together and why that is. And then like the Magneto and Professor Xavier thing is kind of normal, but that story's a little different and it especially ends differently than you'd ever expect. Um, Wolverine is also different and Sabretooth. <laughs> is different. So yeah, I I just really enjoy that I am as this world's unfolding in front of me. It is nothing that I'm used to and I kind of like it. And also I like that they're all teenagers. Mm. Like they don't look like it by any means. They're like they're 19 or 20ish. I think all of them are. Like Jean Grey is that age as well and and then only that you get to read the thoughts of Professor Xavier or mm-hmm. not his thoughts cuz he has like inner thoughts with Jean Grey uh-huh. and they talk about things because she's kind of his number two, just like he, she always is. Uh-huh. And, and he's, as he's forming the crew, he's like, Oh, what's, what should we do about this situation when this happens? Or what should we do about that? And then he got the Sentinels, which I never really fully understood. Like the, like I, like why the Sentinels were created and all that stuff. And they kind of go into that. Um, and yeah, so, it's a great story, great artwork. Uh, starting two thousand one was the series. Mm. So, and I don't know how many like uh, what are they called? Trades, trades, whatever. Mm-hmm. There are, but I know it's a really lengthy one. So I look forward to it. Nice. Does it make you want the X Men to just get into the MCU already? Yes, 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 yes. Like because. Like Nick Fury's in this in in this series, and so I'm like, uh, there's there's the foot in. Come on, like I mean, this is obviously 2001 before 
all these MCU started, but I would really love them to sit down and go, how can we do X-Men right? Well, and that's how the first three seasons of the MCU, that's where most of the ideas came from, was the ultimate universe of Marvel characters. And that's what people liked. And then you can kind of almost see, you know, you know, wave four, what phase four, or whatever, they went away from that. And at least for me personally, phase four was a massive struggle. Yeah. And that makes sense because I I don't think I've said this. And I want to say this on record. I love, love Ultimate Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And it is by far better than any representation on on film. I I enjoy that. Peter Parker and Spider-Man so much more and wish that that's somehow was taken out because I don't think they've made ultimate Spider-Man into a movie. Like they, they Andrew Garfield was the closest. Yeah. I think. Well, and I will tell you one of my favorite comp or not comic, uh, cartoon series that I ever watched revolving around Spider-Man. I, I like the, the Spider-Man series from like the nineties, but there is an ultimate Spider-Man and the first three seasons, there's five seasons total, but the first three seasons are not only fun, but they are also funny because it is voiced by what Drake Bell, who I, I love that. When I read Spider-Man, there's two voices that I hear. It's either the one from the 90s series or I hear the Drake Bell one. And what I like about that is it, it has the attitude of a teenager. Who, and then what it will do is there'll be like a what if situation and like everything will pause and some dinky thing that I actually would probably be thinking about pops up into Peter Parker's head, plays it out in a little dinky thing. And then they like resume. It is a (laughs) funny, fun series. When did they make that series? It was probably in the early two thousands, but it started getting more, probably the, actually the latter and uh, before the tens and stuff like that, but it, the first three seasons are funny, and then the last two seasons before they canceled it, where they got a tad bit more serious and a little bit more dark and gritty. Hmm. And so the first three seasons are a mixture of action, Spider-Man action, and comedic takes on something that a teenager would think of. Hmm. Yeah, I think Spider-Man. Is a character when done right, he you really can appreciate him. I haven't appreciated him so much on. So here's in an interesting movies. thing that I heard the other day. This is not my recommendation, but this is just a a thought. Do you think that society right now is experiencing superhero fatigue? I knew that was going to be your question. Um, no, I don't. I think. I think what it is is like just like with anything. So if you watch lots of movies, mm-hmm. your taste becomes more refined. I don't think I agree with that word, but you you essentially expect more mm-hmm. out of it. And so the same thing with watching these comic book movies. The more you watch, you kind of expect like your your audience is getting a deeper understanding and knowledge of how these comic book movies work and how they're like the heroes work. And so no longer can it be this surface level, like, 
bad guy, good guy fight win over. Mm-hmm. It's got to get deeper and deeper. And like the Infinity Wars really made it deeper. Yeah, I feel like, and it's like they set the bar pretty high on how deep we can go. Like at that that movie, think about that movie and how there was no origin stories in there because obviously they had already been done prior to. But think about it as a standalone movie. It's a standalone movie where we're watching all these characters do all these things and it is just getting deeper and deeper and deeper. And it's not a surface level like action movie. It is pretty deep and profound. And it kind of like on the lines of Flash. Mm-hmm. Um, have you, you didn't watch Flash, have you? I have. Yeah. I mean, would you agree that Flash is pretty deep, I feel like? I don't know. I feel like it was. I think it's deep, and but I that's the kind of stuff that I like because that yeah. kind of stuff is more of a DC universe and less of a Marvel universe, mm-hmm. and that's why I kind of tend to sway more DC because that's the kind of stuff that I like totally nerd out to. Yeah, and so that's what I'm saying is like I think movies, the audience is is catching up to the comic book nerds of going, we like this deep stuff too. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's what it is. And I think Marvel and DC, Marvel <laughs> Marvel and DC are crossing paths. Marvel is becoming more surface level. And DC was mainly surface level for yeah. the longest time. And now DC hopefully is ramping up to being more deep. Mm-hmm. Marvel hopefully changes trajectory and makes themselves more deep, more profound movies again. So because like Black Widow that was meh. That was that. Was, yeah, I you d- described it perfectly. Surface level. Yeah, that's all it was. Well, prequel surface level too. Mm-hmm. I mean, and we and you kind of saw this with Iron Man two and Iron Man three. I mean, it was just surface level. Yeah, Iron Man one was. It, I mean, it was ground breaking. It wasn't super deep, but it was. It was the first. What was it? Breakthrough. I had heard a. There was a conversation. Uh, was it Steve Cook? Or who is the guy that no longer is with us for Apple? Oh, Tim Cook? Steve Jobs. Oh, Steve Jobs? Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs. After Iron Man 2 came out, accordingly, like he went and took his kids and he called the person in charge of Iron Man 2. He's just like, what the heck garbage did I just barely walk out of? And he goes, it's making $700 million. That's the kind of garbage that we're making. So at that time, even mm-hmm. though they realized it was like a lot of people didn't like it, it was still making money and they didn't care. Yeah. It's because it was riding the coattails of Iron Man 1. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I would agree that we need we need better storytelling first and foremost, mm-hmm. deeper character-driven movies, but keep it more complex and keep it we don't I don't care about, you know, hero versus villain equals this. Yeah. I want something Make more. it more complex. Yeah. yeah. Like we're the antiheroes need to be more of a thing because that I think the reason they were created in comic books is to create that complexity. Like yeah. I, I probably I probably would have enjoyed Flash more if I didn't see Spider Man first. Ah, so just out of curiosity, because I I think I posed this question, Jeremy, but I'm not sure. Don't you think that there's two movies in Flash? There is a the the very first hour or so is the Flash movie, and then the latter half is a Batman movie. I don't think the latter half's a Batman movie. You didn't um, ask me. Uh, I feel like the first half is not not a ton of Flash, more like a Justice League. Like they're just yeah, oh, yeah. It's more it's of a like Justice a, League. I would say that. 
Well, no, but I mean, once we start getting into Barry Allen and all the other stuff and setting up the whole yeah. flashpoint or whatever, it's a flash movie. But then the instant they introduce the bat, the, the Michael Keaton Batman, it becomes a Batman. To movie. me personally, like that's my favorite part of the movie. I will be buying this on Blu-ray, and I will probably scrub through most of it and get to the Batman scene because that Batman scene, especially the one in the Soviet bunker. Oh, mm-hmm. that was yeah, so fun. That was. Like, Michael Keaton was definitely a saving grace of the film. Oh, yes. Far and away. I mean, we need a Batman Beyond with Michael Keaton. That would be great. I don't know if I said this to you, Brett, speaking of things we didn't say to each other. Uh-huh. I think I did. But I feel like there was two, obviously there was two different flashes there, uh-huh. right? But one was uh, Leonard. And yes. the other one was, oh, who did I say it was? Um. Oh, Justin Long. I mean, it's it's funny. So I I had, by the time I saw it with you. So when I saw it with you, it was the second time I watched it because I found myself with a couple extra hours on a Thursday. And I'm like, huh, why not? And initially, the the flash at the very beginning just bothered me. Just absolutely bothered mm-hmm. me. It's like I can see that. And then the instant. And I even asked my brother-in-law this, and I was like, because he said the same thing. He was just like, yeah, like, didn't you think that he, like, Flash was off? And then then there's a second Flash. And then the second Flash, it, it took for the time that he's with his 18-year-old self to kind of actually calm down. And he even made yes. a reference. It's like, oh, this is why people hate me. Yep. And it's just like, at that point in time, he actually became a tolerable human being. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I saw a second time where I'm like, I guess because I knew it was going to get there, it bothered me a lot mm-hmm. less. Yeah, no, it definitely bothered me a little bit. And then I did notice that turn of events as well. The one thing I also <laughs> realized is at that same time, the other, the younger 18-year-old Justin Long, be- uh, not Justin Long, Justin Long. <laughs> Flash became a little bit more annoying than the other one. Yeah. But yeah, that was, it was a good movie. Um, but I definitely think like, I, re- I forgot how it, it ended, but I was like, oh my gosh, if you look back, this all makes sense. And and that's where the complexity and depth comes from, I feel mm-hmm. like. Is- and, and maybe that's why I didn't, I mean, I, maybe I'll enjoy it more in my second viewing than my first viewing, just because I, I am writing the coattail of Spider-Man and mm-hmm. Spider-Man did a great job with the multiverse. Oh yeah. And, you know, when I was going into this movie, I was expecting more multiversal yeah. stuff and it just, it was very small. Mm-hmm. in this movie compared to what I thought it was going to be. Oh, and it should be. But I will tell you, they had to make so much modifications. Like, I, I don't know what the, the final budget is, but I, from what I've been hearing, that the actual budget that they publish is actually a lot less than actually what it cost because originally Cyborg was supposed to be one of the main focuses in the movie and because of the actor in Justice League who created a massive problem for Warner Brothers Studios, they nixed that character. Well, in the Flashpoint story, he is the central character to getting things working again. So then they had to retool everything. Mm-hmm. So I like that they just <laughs> they like crossed him off pretty quickly in the movie. <laughs> well, he was supposed to have yeah. also an origin story too that was to come out. And I'm grateful. They, I did not like Cyborg. Yeah, he is not good. Anyway, I will conclude with my recommendation. 
And that is something that one of my friends, uh, my friend in Brigham recommended, and he showed me one episode, and I'm like, this is a fantastic series. It is Milo Murphy's Law. Never heard of that. It is a an animation comedy adventure series that follows a 13-year-old Milo Murphy and a fictional his fictional great-great-great-grandson of the Murphy's Law namesake. Again, which, you know, whatever can go wrong will go wrong. Milo Murphy is voiced by Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> Do you have a picture of it on your phone? Yeah, I'm just I have it pulled up. I so just want to see it. It, yeah. uh, it is... Interesting. It's on Disney, huh? Uh-huh. It is a super fun TV series, especially if you like weird, quirky humor. And I think it's one of those fun for all ages type of a thing, too. So, Oh, good. I like it when I get to watch my cartoons with the kids. And they're like... They get into it like Gravity Falls. They got into it until they realized, oh, this is kind of scary. And I was like, oh, man. Now I can't and watch I believe this is in- included in the Phineas and Ferb universe. I've never watched Phineas and Ferb, but that's what my friend told me. He just goes, hey, if you like Phineas and Ferb, this is th- they're in the same universe. And I'm like, oh, really? So <laughs> I haven't gotten to that connection yet, but it's been a fun series to watch. Hmm. I will check it out. Excellent. All right. Well, see ya. Bye-bye.